State Champs Michigan's Face-Off podcast is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself to one of two dozen varsity-level sports at Lawrence Tech, including men's and women's lacrosse. Simply log on to ltuathletics.com and click the Recruit Yourself link. Face-Off is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSAA needs officials great part-time pay. Stay connected to the game, support the kids, and give back. Help wanted, just whistle. Go to mhsaa.com slash officials. The Detroit Medical Center's physical therapy and sports medicine pros. Check out our Game changer segments with helpful injury prevention and recovery tips. Find them on our State Champs YouTube page, our website, statechampsnetwork.com, or on the State Champs Michigan social media pages. And for immediate access to care, go to dmc.org slash gamechangers. And finally, the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female High School Athlete of the Year Awards. The state's elite athletes will be honored with a red carpet gala on Monday, June 14th at the incredible DAC in downtown Detroit. State champs will be streaming the event live. You can see this year's nominees by heading over to DACAthleteoftheyear.com. Now that we got that out of the way, let's introduce my co-host and our guest, Greg Durham, of course, longtime player in the lacrosse game, uh, now the head coach at Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Always a pleasure, Coach. How are you? Everything's going pretty well. Thanks, Sean. Um, yeah, good week, uh, crazy week, tough week, but uh, we'll talk about that a little later and, um, you know, get going into our guests today. Um, one, one heck of a game last night for them. Um, I got the play-by-play by uh, Tim Murray, who's uh, the head coach at Grand Valley State University. Uh, you know, they're, they're still MCLA, which is club. But um, he was there live. I think he's an EGR grad. And uh, he was giving me the play-by-play. And uh, and uh, I'm glad to have uh, Coach Shira on today. Uh, Andy, uh, good guy, one of the better guys in the game. Um, and yep. we, we've been coaching against each other for quite a while now. So I was going to say, first of all, Coach, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. And, and let's start right there. Heck of a game on the west side of the state by all accounts last night. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. You know, it's always a battle every time we play East Grand Rapids. Those are our, that's our big rival over here. Uh, as you know, we faced each other in the state championship from 2016 to 2018, three seasons in a row there. Always a great game when we get matched up with Coach DeBlazio and his staff over there. He runs a great program, so expected nothing less last night. Hey, how difficult has this year been? This is something I'm going to talk to every coach that we talk to because I think everybody's got a different story. It hasn't been easy for anybody in the last 12 months, especially a lot of you guys uh, on the field. How's, how's everything been the past year for your program, Coach? You know, it's been difficult. It's had its ups and its downs. Um, we're just trying to take it one day at a time as coaches, um, trying to make sure that the positivity is staying up each and every day with the kids. Um, even if things aren't always going our way on the field, just want to make sure we're staying upbeat and keeping their heads up as well. You know, not uh, everybody's fortunate enough to be playing this game. Uh, not everybody enough to not have any games canceled yet this year um, so we're really happy and excited that we're out there playing each and every day um, and our kids are kind of just taking it one side yeah andy um <clears throat> one of the one of the problems i think i've had with this year and i know several other teams have been having is uh injuries have you been like 
because your conditioning isn't as well, you know, as well prepared as it has been in the past. Um, you know, because you guys probably didn't have a chance to get in the weight room as much as you did last year. Um, are you guys having uh, quite a few guys injured, whether it's just simple little things like hamstrings or, or ankles or anything like that? No, thankfully, uh, that's not going good. No, we've not uh, had any injuries yet. The guys are taking care of their bodies. They're in the trainer's room as soon as anything pops up if they need to. Um, pretty much since Christmas break when they return from that. We've been going almost five days. Uh, myself and my coaches have been just because we had to do things in such small groups this year. Um, we've been going about five days a week to make sure guys were coming back into tryouts in March in as good a shape as they could be and have their sticks ready, especially you know losing last year and not everybody played a ball uh, to make sure that we had as much of an advantage at the beginning of the season as we could. The head coach at Forest Hills Central, Andy Shira, kindly joining us here on a face-off. Coach, talk to me a little bit uh, about the evolution of the game on the west side. I think anybody that follows the game in any way, shape, or form knows how big it is in pockets uh, on the west side. I is there a starting point for that? I mean, you've been around the game for a while. How did it get so big at places like Forest Hills Central, EGR, etc.? Yeah, it's booming over here. Uh, our uh, OK conference, we've got three tiers of competition over here. Um, I think Tier 2 and Tier 3 are getting teams added into it each and every year. There's teams popping up along the lake shore, uh, even further west of Grand Rapids, out in the Holland area, Muskegon. Um, Reed Popper has a team out there, Spring Lake, Grand Haven. They've all had teams for a few years now. It just seems like more and more are popping up. Keegan um, Mona Shores has a team as well. Um, you know, East Grand Rapids and Fort had a program, fortunately, for a number of years. So we're a little bit more established that way, and the guys kind of grow up from a very young age playing this game. And we've got we've been playing since they were in kindergarten. Well, I think we lost Coach. Like I can even stop stem from that too. I, sure. I, I know a little about the history because when I was playing at Western Michigan, when I played club, it, Forest Hill Central started their program the year before EGR. I think it was like two years before that. There's uh, Andy right there. But anyhow, I'll bring it back. So I played with a guy named Ken Bailey, who was a midfielder for uh, Western Michigan. Uh, my goalie was uh, Kevin Tringali, who's now a basketball coach at Saga Tuck for girls. Great guy. Um, those guys were kind of like the anchors that were, came from Forest Hill Central. And I would go back and we'd play in the alumni game and have fun because they didn't have enough alumni playing at that time. Uh, Forest Hill Central at that time didn't have a turf field. They had grass. Um, they didn't have the facilities they had now. That, that he's got a, Right now, Andy's playing in a, in a beautiful facility. I love playing there. Um, we consider almost Forest Hill Central like our brother's school. You know, when we go play them, it's open arms. They, we, we serve them lunch. They serve us lunch kind of thing. And it's a great facility. Um, they've had great coaches there. Um, you know, Skinnells was was there. Uh, or well, not Skinnells wasn't there, but uh, he was at EGR at the time when I was in college. And I remember EGR and Forest Hill Central kids, high school kids, coming and playing like seven on seven with us. And I think that really stemmed. And also Grand Rapids being such a business savvy area, when they would get people coming in for the city from like, you know, Syracuse and North Carolina and places like that, they're recruiting these guys. They're coming in there. They're actually for jobs. They're actually 
former All-American lacrosse players, and they had one of the best club teams in the Midwest. And like uh, we call it post grad, and so that's another reason that like that area has really blossomed because they had experienced guys coaching the game that know how the game is supposed to be played. And if you see West Side of Michigan play lacrosse, it's a special brand of lacrosse. It's very fluid. It's very fast, um, except for EGR who runs their zone and their ten man. But for the most part, playing Andy, it's a fast paced game. There's always high scores, lots of goals. It's usually by them. Not us, um, you know. It's you know, but it's it is a very fast game, and uh, you know they do a great job of that brand, and they grew up with it. Um, you know, and you have somebody like Tim Murray, who's you know Grand Valley State, or not, I'm sorry, yeah, Grand Valley State University coach. You know, he played, at, you know, he played at EGR, and he put coached at Rockford for a few years, and now he's you know coaching college. He has that kind of brand of lacrosse. Um, it's just one of those things that I think the west side of the state has something special. It's it, it's definitely different. It's not the same brand as you have over here, and they're always very, very competitive, and they play the best teams in the Midwest. So, but uh, we got Andy back. Andy, how are you? I'm good. Sorry, I don't know. Uh, cut out there for a second. Uh, no, appreciate appreciate you even no taking the time with your busy schedule. Hey, Andy, before we let you go, let's come full circle. I want to hear about your team again. Uh, you've got a heck of a squad this year, highly rated squad. Tell us a little bit about this 2021 squad. So we are uh, extremely talented in a few areas. Um, we're also very, very young, as I think a lot of teams are, having lost 2020. Um, I've got 29 guys on the varsity roster, 13 seniors, and I'd say about four sophomore our starter contributors for us essentially looked at as freshmen since they didn't get their freshman season last year. Uh, so I've got a lot of young talent, which is really nice to see, um, just knowing that I'm going to have that foundation for the next couple of years too, and to kind of help mentor the younger kids coming up as the years go on too, having them for the next two or three years. Um, but just a great group of kids. Uh, they don't get on each other they all know kind of what the program is about what our traditions are the history of it and what the expectations are um, as coaches and throughout the program uh, what we want to keep all the way down to the youth our youth coaches are very involved they're what we want them to be um, but more specifically to the varsity team this year these guys are with each other all the time um, it's, you know, in a non-COVID environment, uh, they're with each other all the time, playing whether it's club ball or they're just hanging out or they play football in the fall, in the winter as well. Uh, they're just around each other, and we have that chemistry that maybe not all the other teams in the area or in the state are lucky enough to have. Um, one thing we preach over here is we love uh, for that. You guys try to play as many sports as they yeah. can, not just focus on the cross. Great stuff. Hey, Coach, really appreciate you taking the time. I, I know what a hectic, busy schedule you guys have, especially this year. Continued success to you guys. I think a lot of people out here, I hope you realize this, are keeping an eye on what's going on with your fine program in a day-in, day-out basis. Continued success to you and the Rangers. Thank you guys very much. All right. Hey, Andy, good talking to you, buddy. Thanks, man, for being on. We appreciate it. Andy Shira, no the problem. head. 
Andy Shira, the head coach uh, at Forest Hill Central, kindly joining us here today on on Faceoff. And, you know, Coach, just expound on what you were talking about because it, it really is something that um, is massive out there. I love to hear what he said about multi-sport athletes. I, I am such a strong supporter yeah, of that. It's, it's unbelievable. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's one thing I think that – a lot of coaches, especially lacrosse coaches, at one time I really think that a lot of us try to get kids just to play lacrosse. I, I'll, I'll admit I, I was I was at fault for that for a couple of years, and now I realize you know it, it's so much better to have just that multi-sport athlete, the guy that can grind in any sport that you put him in, um, because what they can take away from other sports like football, basketball, hockey, wrestling, they can bring to the table in this great sport of lacrosse because. You know, lacrosse is a super athletic sport, and it's a combo of all those things. And it's really, it's really nice to have those guys that can actually play multi sports, bring those, bring those skills from those other sports to the table, and put them in the lacrosse field, and you'll see a difference. Coach Durham, it, it's interesting you say that because I, I think it's changed so much. Forget about the last ten years, the last five years, because now most of the the sports that I cover, and you know, predominantly for me, it's football, hockey, and, and lacrosse. Right. You're you don't see guys that are just playing football. You don't see no. guys that are just playing hockey. You're no. just playing lacrosse. It's amazing how I mean, really, overwhelmingly now you've got multi sport guys, and 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 that's what it's all about. I'm like, it. I think it just makes a better rounded person too. If you focus just on one sport, that's all you're gonna know. Like, and I think this, I think we really have gotten away with that. The club, the club sport um, uh, area is really kind of boomed because people want to get better specifically at one sport. They play summer ball or whatever it may be. But I mean, a lot of my guys on my team play football. I have a ton of hockey players. I have a couple soccer players. Um, I have one kid who does both track. And um, lacrosse right wow. now, he's a fantastic athlete. He's the fastest kid on the team. Um, he's he's my backup goalie, but he is just lightning fast. I, I mean, I love to see him with the ball. Um, it, it's really kind of cool to see. And like I said, the, even when if you want to play at the next level, you want to play college lacrosse. It, those guys will look at it and say, "Multi-sport athlete." I want that. Yeah. It's a big – and those guys really look at it. And, you know, hopefully if we can get Chris Colin on next week, he will talk about that. He loves a multi-sport athlete. You know, it, it's something that is to be desired in the lacrosse world. They just don't want one-sport athletes. I mean, you look at Bill Belichick. I mean, look at who he, who he picks up. He doesn't pick up college football players that just know football. He picks up guys that in their past have played multi-sports. Um, you look at that wide receiver that played. He played professional lacrosse. He played at Boston College. He was, you know, their tight end. But well, guess what? He was also a darn good lacrosse player. And after his football career, what do he do? Yeah, he plays in the, you know, the MLL. And, and and that's a big deal. I mean, that's or the PLL now. That's PLL yeah. now. But with with um, what's the name from Hopkins? But but anyhow, that's it's just one of those things. And it's just I think the multi-sport athlete. It also helps with the injuries. It prevents more injuries, less injuries, because these guys are working out all the time, you know. And it's just one of one of those things. It's I don't think that kids should just focus on one sport. And it's like you know, in my household, I have two children. So my daughter is my freshman. She's a freshman in high school. This is her first year playing lacrosse. She's never played before, but she's an athlete. She's done gymnastics for like ten years. I said, Maya, now is the time for you to 
focus on trying to do other sports. It's a great time in your life to play more sports, get involved more in your community, get involved more in your school. I go, Stevenson great, Stevenson's a great place, Livonia Stevenson. And I go, you can play the girls across. You can do gymnastics, you know, for the high school. You know, she's thinking about playing golf. And I'm like, do it. I go, experience it. It's going to help you become a better human being. It's not just about the sport. It's about becoming more, building your character and becoming a better human being. Because you're going to meet more people, you're going to learn about different things, and you're going to learn how to handle pressure in different situations. Speak in fact. Livonia Stevenson, I've never heard of it. Familiarize yep. me. Yeah, it's a terrible school. Yeah. <laughs> my wife my wife went there, too. So, <laughs> no. Well, we have we have the interesting household. I, I, I am a Spartan. I think everybody knows that. Uh, my, my wife is a charger. She she went to church. All right, awesome. Yeah. That's so, my sister yeah. one. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. It's it's amazing how that works out. You brought up something when we were talking to Coach Shira, and again, we we really appreciate uh, Coach Andy Shira from Forest Hill Central joining us. I, I would love to hear you talk about this because it, it it reminded me of of covering hockey a little bit. There's a different style of play around the state. There just is. Yeah. You know, when you see the teams from the UP, for example, there's a grit with those teams at the UP that maybe you don't see as much down here. How could you explain for people that have may- maybe never seen the east side play or never even seen the west side I, play, how could you explain the difference? I think a lot of it is the difference is like, okay, so this area grew up with the game longer. Right, so the teams that started out like the the longest running rivalry in high school across in the state of Michigan, I think it's tomorrow, Cranbrook or it might be tonight, Cranbrook versus Country Day. Mm-hmm. They both have had programs for a long time. Lons Cruz North was one of those teams that started as well. That's unusual; you never hear to Lons Cruz North, but they were one of the very first programs in the state of Michigan. You had Liggett, and then I'm trying to think what other school. There's one more, Cranbrook, obviously. Well, I already mentioned Cranbrook and Country Day. So those four schools had it, and then CC and Rice and De La Salle, and I, th- I those they all added it, and then you had the West Side starting to come along. And I, like I said before, when I played when I played at Western, we played club, and when we played club, we didn't we didn't just play the college club scene. We played U of M, we played Indiana, we played Purdue. Um, played Dayton, Ohio, which is so much fun going down there to see my buddies, you know, that lived in the student ghetto. And, you know, you just, it's just awesome, right? A great time when I was in college. So, and then we would play certain clubs. Like, I, we would play Glass City, which is based out of Toledo, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we would play Grand Rapids. We would get crushed by Grand Rapids every time. And we were not a bad team. Like, we were pretty solid. We would get crushed by them because why? They had four All-Americans on the team. Like all these guys that are in the 30s, they're all all Americans. They played at Hop. They played at like John Hopkins. They played at Syracuse. They got guys that played at North Carolina, Duke. Like all these guys. Now they're executives for companies, and they just ran all over us. And it was like it's just a brand that they just knew. And a lot of those guys started programs and coached. And it was really kind of something to see. I don't know why it didn't really explode in Detroit because Detroit was more kind of like the hard nosed blue collar type of play. Like where we, you know, I grew up at CC. Like we would just stump people and bang people. Um, same with Rice. And then, you know, the football kind of player mentality. You get the football players out there to coach and so on. And it just expanded from there. But Grand Rapids had the finesse. They got taught the right way to play the game. 
Um, and that's one thing I think that even though we have the best, we have great coaches on the side of the state and the brand here is, is solid. Brother Rice is fantastic. You know, they had a guy, a country day guy, you know, Rob Ambrose was probably one of the best coaches in the state of Michigan of all time. He basically ran his program the way he learned to play the game when he was at Penn. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that you see just expire. What, what, if you get programs that have been, you know, the East Coast type of mentality of how to play, play, how to throw and catch, how to cradle, it's a big difference. And we just talked about this with my coach, and one of the things is, is that, you know, you see a lot of kids today, you really need to learn how to bottom hand cradle. Top hand cradle is a Michigan thing that we're, I'm trying to get out of my program. And when I mean by that, you, you'll see it. I can't really show you and demonstrate it on it, but just look at how guys cradle the ball. They don't really cradle. They got to carry. They got to carry the ball, but you don't need to carry the ball like you think you need to carry it. And it's actually a waste of energy and a waste of time. And you always have to be be able to throw, shoot, and catch at any time. And that's what we try to teach our guys um, to roll away from pressure, to understand how to handle pressure, how to pick up a ground ball correctly. Those things are so vital to the, you know, we should start teaching this stuff at the early ages of kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade. And I think that's another thing is our youth lacrosse programs, we've gotten spread out so much that people just don't know how to coach it yet. If they can go to the U.S. lacrosse clinics or anything like that, um, I think that we're going to actually expand the game and make it better in the state of Michigan. But right now we're a little bit behind some of the other states. Sure. You know, uh, it, it kind of shows us what a good dude you are because you haven't talked about your team at all. But I no, you <laughs> know what? I want to bring it up. I want to yeah. bring it up. Uh, it's always a special night, uh, senior night. It's, yeah. al it's always guys that have been there yeah. and done that with you. And, and let's face it, this senior class has seen things that maybe no other senior oh. class will, will ever see. But talk a little bit about your senior night and all's well that ends well. Yeah, you know, it was a tough night because it was a tough game. I mean, we made it tougher. You know the pro the thing with with you know co you know coaching St. Mary's they get out a little bit earlier than most people they start earlier they get out early just like CC does just like Rice does. My seniors' last day was Wednesday. Well, we had to play Cranbrook, and they knew that we had to beat Cranbrook, who's well coached and they've really come a long way. Um, JD Hess has done a great job with them, man. I'm gonna tell you right now. Um, watch out for them because they're gonna be very very good coming forward, but to give us credit a little bit is that, you know, we're just, there's a lot going on in their lives. I talked to my AD about it today. He goes, you know, these guys have been through a heck of a lot COVID related. And sometimes they're not going to play their best. And we didn't play our best. I know that. And neither did Cranbrook. They, you know, the, it was probably one of the sloppiest games I ever coached in my life. It was ugly. It was not a fun game to coach. I'm be honest because the frustration for me is that I want my guys just to, experience the best and do the best they possibly can. They played horrible. They know they did. We all played horrible. And, you know, we pulled it out. We won it in overtime. Um, and we got our way, you know, and it's like it, it was it was a tough game. The win, you win it, but you don't feel like you won it. And the reason being because our expectations for ourselves are so high, but at the same time, you got to take a step back that these are just teenagers. They're just young men trying to do the best they can, get through life, you know, they've got a lot on their plate. The seniors are graduating. Last night they had prom. You know, they just got done with their finals. I think half my team doesn't even have to take their finals because they all have A's. You know, so it's one of those smart kid things, right? I just <laughs> talked about that before. Smartest team I've ever had in my life. I'm not kidding you. But anyhow, it's just one of those things that, you know, it's there's, there's so much going on in their lives that we just have to take a step back and say, you know what? 
they're just kids. You yeah. know, it's the bottom line. So we won. We get to play my alma mater again next week, next Wednesday, which we're super excited about. But, you know, we got a couple games before that we got to play. So tomorrow we have to play East Grand Rapids. Well, East Grand Rapids just lost to Forest Hill Central in a barn burner, right, at home, overtime. Like, okay. <laughs> so we got to play them tomorrow. They're coming to us. That's the best thing about that. Um, and it should be a good game. I think we're going to be competitive. I think we're going to step it up. I think we're going to – my guys are going to hopefully be ready, and we're going to have a conversation. When as soon as they get out of here, you got to go to practice, and we're going to have some really real – conversations about what we need to do and then they get Sunday off and then we go right back at Clarkson my good friend Brian Comiscus like we talked about last week you know Brian's a great guy great program they had a tough loss they lost to Lake Orion this week why he's missing some players they had some COVID issues like this is happening all the time to every team and you never know when you're not going to be able to play we talked about that then we get a practice and then we play CC so and hopefully, you know, if we can get the best of uh, Catholic Central, Shamrocks, you know, good, solid team. If we can get the best of them, then we get the luxury of playing Brother Rice in the, in the, in the Catholic League final. But, that, you know, that's a long way away. Uh, we got a lot of work to do and ready to go. So That's the beauty of this sport in this state. I mean, you don't have to look far to find a great game. No. I mean, it's almost like there's a great game. Like, just just those games that you mentioned, it's be like, and okay, I'm cool this week. I'm no, but I mean, literally, uh, almost every day there's a great matchup in this state. It's unbelievable. Like, look at my schedule. I mean, this is my gauntlet schedule right now, right? The, if you look, go and look at anybody else's schedule, like Country Day, they got to play tonight. I think that's tonight. I could be, could be wrong. They have to play Cranbrook, who is – Cranbrook's a good team. They're going to get better and better. They have some really nice players. Then they have to play, I think, Forest Hill Central. Then they have to go play, I think – they got Rice sometime soon. And Oh, no, they have Rice tomorrow, I think, too. Or I, I don't know. It's something like that. Then they have CC at the end of the week. Like, those are all really good games. And let's don't talk – I'm not going to leave on anybody. Like, Northville's back on track. So they have their little gauntlet of the KLA. They lost a tough game to Brighton. I talked to Jim Carl today about it. He goes, they're good. They're getting better. They had some games under their belt. Well, that we knew that was going to happen. And so it's just like teams like that that are like the, everybody's starting to rev up because here comes the playoffs in two weeks. Yeah. Yep. You know, they start in two weeks. And we'll be talking about the playoffs here on Faceoff. That's all the time we have for today. Again, thank you to Andy Shira, the head coach at Forest Hill Central. Always a pleasure to Thanks, see you, John. Coach. Yeah, you too, no buddy. doubt about that. David, our engineer tonight. For everybody involved, my name is Sean Belegian saying thanks for checking us out here. It's State Champs Faceoff. See you next week.